eyes in the graveyard. In North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> President Trump, we have some amazing news. Yes. We are definitely not doing nuclear weapons here in North Korea. Good. Honestly, I, I don't want any trouble. My name is Wim Young Young Kong. Yes. No hassle. Would you like to tweet out to the rest of the world? That's what I Kim, Sir, Kim, Sir, Kim, Sir. We're ready to kill the Lord. The Lord. Tummy up. Tummy up. Shut up, Tummy up. You can't tell Mr. Trump. Oh. Did you lie to me? Oh, no. Put away the missiles. I'm going to tweet about this. Put away the missiles. Put away the missiles. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no problem, Mr. Trump. Meanwhile, in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the blood stained the sand of the water, and how in that town that they called Silver Gate were butchered like lambs to the slaughter. Jimmy Turkey was ready, he primed himself well. He rained us with bullets, and he showered us with shells. And in five minutes flat, we were all blown to hell. He only blew us back home to Australia. And the band played waltzing the tuba. Cheers. 
Sung ballads are spoken ballads, which we call recitations. Dangerous Dan McGrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and all those ones. Uh, and it was a great pity because some people should never be allowed to sing. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks happy. 
way we are But no, but people that were confident singers, they had a real huge respect poem or whatever. So, in that tradition of the dangerous animal rules and all this, this is a story called The Red Scat. Written by Paddy O'Connor. Dennis O'Connor, that's Dimmy Jimmy Dan. A young man from old Dimmy Town. At football or fishing, he was the man. At both, he won fame and renown. When fishing at sea, he felt wild and free, and at football he'd yet be better. And all were agreed that with skill and with speed, he'd put ball a big fish in the net. <laughs> at a dance in the grove, he met Mary O'Shea, and he knew from the moment they met this beautiful girl, that his mind in a whirl, and his heart was entwined in her net. All around his home place, to his face that Dennis was smitten for life, and the people would say that Mary O'Shea would make him a gorgeous young wife. Law and Roeen, they strolled down the boreen, the ram music still rang in his head. He held her tight on that bright moonlit night and said, Tell me the day you do it. He gave her the ring. He felt like a king. For her, it was the happiest time. And she giggled to see him go down the moon and to tell her a sweet, silly rhyme. He said, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> How you've won my heart. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. You'll never be a cat. That night, neat the moon, they promised that soon they'd be married and happy forever. They'd build a new home close by the sea foam, contented. Then came a chance on a boat bound for France for dinners to earn great pay. His porter chief said, It's just a few weeks. You can meet me back down the quay. Mary gave a soft sigh as she bade goodbye. And she smiled as the boat sailed away. For she knew that ere long her young fisherman strong would return. At night, in her bed, thoughts of him. She sometimes felt lonely and sad. In his poem, she could recite, which would bring her delight and make her feel happy again. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Oh, you won my heart. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. You'll never be that. Out at sea, Dini sweats, the work's hard as it gets, in sunshine, in wind, and in rain. Then a storm of great force blows them way off their course. Within a few days, they had reached Dingle Bay, on the cliff of 
are filled with fear. Their faces were downcast. Tight as their hold, as their story they told, his Mary had just passed away. His loving heart broke with the words that they spoke. She'd be buried in Dingle that day. His cries filled the air. He sank down in despair. He thought of the present he'd brought her, flung the box on the tide with the red scarf inside. It floated away in the water. Then to church, where inside he wept and she <coughs> cried. She lay in her coffin, sealed tight. He begged and implored to see her once more, to gaze on her beauty so bright. The lid was undone, and then everyone saw him bend, and then stagger and sway. Round her neck, white as milk, was a scarf of red silk, which he'd thrown on the water that day. Had to be sent for. He came and he said, Well, what's to do? 
Paul said, young lions and Albert, and him in his Sunday clothes too. <laughs> Mother said, right, right, young fella, I think it's a shame and a sin for a lion to go and eat Albert, and after we pay to come in. <laughs> the manager wanted no trouble. He took out his purse straight away, <laughs> saying, how much is settled the matter? And Pa said, well, what do you usually pay? <laughs> but Mother had turned a bit awkward. When she thought where poor Albert had gone, she said, no, somebody's got to be summoned. And so it was decided upon. Then off they went to the police station, in front of the magistrate chap. They told him what happened to Albert, and proved it <laughs> by showing his cat. <laughs> the magistrate gave his opinion that no one was really to blame, and he said that he hoped the Rams Bottoms would have further sons for their name. <laughs> <laughs> and mother, she got proper blazing. Thank you, sir, kindly signly, says she. What, waste all our lives raising children? Rats and mice, the mare ever hound. A half of them 
of day of mine runs down. Bring our house burns to the ground. Make robes and togs their lives around beyond endurance. Make God forgive the heart of me who cause our household so much grief. If you think I'm harsh, sigh with relief. I haven't even started. I am in grief. Yours truly, Michael Harper. Good Sunday morning and welcome. The sun is splitting the heavens. I can't see a cloud anywhere. And it's as beautiful a display of green and blue as I reckon anyone is ever going to get in Cork, Ireland. I'm in my mobile studio heading to the Clarion. No, I'm not. I'm only half awake, mind you. I'm heading to the Clayton Silver Springs Hotel, which is only about five minutes from my house. And I'm going to the final day of the Toastmasters conference. I, I went to bed, or I fell asleep last night. And it was after three o'clock, it was between three and half past three when I lost consciousness. Yes, I, if I keep uh, going and keep the adrenaline up, I'll, I will not collapse. But it's been a very intense few days. And today I'm going to carry on recording stuff from the conference, at the conference. And later on I'll share them. And there's a taxi man in a blue shirt and a dark trousers parked outside the school small little school called New Inn. There are no cows in the field. Last year there were cows in that field there on the left-hand side. All green grass on the right-hand side, a big long winding wall. A few rooks flying around the place. No other traffic anywhere. Yesterday I did a whole lot of taking photographs, putting things up on the, putting those photographs up on the Facebook page for the conference. I recorded pieces of audio which, using Voice Record Pro, goodness knows what I'll ever do with them. Most of them will probably be privately shared may not even be shared at all <laughs> when I think about it. I left my good friend Simon sleeping as he's well entitled to do. He drove the car home last night. He'll, he'll walk down to the hotel conference center as he did yesterday. Oops, it's gone green. Oh, I see pigeons on the on that tree. 
I haven't seen a human being walking around yet. <laughs> it's, uh, what time is it? 8.41. Which feels, uh, it feels like, oh, there's a guy. And he looks like he's been walking around all night. Yeah, today's schedule in terms of the uh, conference is that there's a workshop at 9 o'clock or else 8.45, I can't remember. Um, that's uh, followed by a break. Then we have a big competition. It's a competition for short speeches which are designed to evaluate a speech that somebody else has given. So let me go back. There's somebody gives a speech something like eight or ten contestants all of whom watch the speech with the audience at the same time and then all the all the contestants leave the room and are called back in one by one in order to give an evaluation of the speech in public so because the whole thing with Toastmasters is well, one aspect of Toastmasters is people give speeches and other people evaluate the speeches, which an evaluation is really an effort to give the speaker something useful to help them to improve how they're doing next time straight in, don't go to the hotel for breakfast, it's what I would normally do, go to the conference centre. Okay, this is Paul Omani saying good good Sunday morning to you, whenever it becomes your Sunday morning, or if you're over there, the other side of the globe, like Georgie D in Perth, good day to you, good day to you, right, bye for now.